Hi, everyone. This week, we have a special treat. You voted on Instagram, on our Instagram podcast, You're All Clear. We asked you if you wanted us to do an episode about Test Track or Mission Space, both attractions at Epcot. It was a battle to the finish, but the winner was Mission colon Space. So this week, we're going to talk about Mission Space. I'm Ashby. I'm Cheryl. And I'm Molly. Welcome aboard. Please keep all hands, arms, legs, and feet inside at all times. Podcast, you are all clear. Mission space. Yeah. Space. Space. Mission space. All right, let's roll it back and introduce mission space appropriately. All right. Mission Space is a a thrill ride in Epcot. How would you guys describe the ride system? It's pretty unique, actually. I would do, like, it, it was always hard. Okay, that was always the number one question. Okay, well, let me back up a little bit here. So Mission Space is near and dear to my heart because it was my first job ever at Disney wow. on my college program and it wasn't even open yet when i got there oh my gosh your college program job you got put on a like opening team i was on an opening team as a college program cast member it was me and like uh talk about the cp lottery geez oh yeah yeah (laughs) and it was it was like i want to say there was a it was a handful of us maybe somewhere around 10 total that were on the team as as far as like opening you know and then they, of course, they brought CPs in after that as well. Um, but college program, sorry, if any of you are listening and don't know what the college program is, I guess we should explain that real quick. So Walt Disney World offers a wonderful college <laughs> program where you can go and work at Walt Disney World and bring smiles to people's faces and, and, and bring happiness and magic to everyone for a low cost. Um, <laughs> no, it's actually a really great opportunity to... While you're in college, if you are, if you're studying hospitality or you're, you want to be a, I don't know, accountant, you can go down to Disney and uh, do a, do an internship for, I don't even know what their time periods are now. It used like to be half, like. half a year or so, right? Yeah, months, that sounds about right. Months. Yeah. And uh, yeah, you can just go down, have some fun, learn a little bit. And uh, usually you meet some really great people, you know, when you're there. Yeah, I mean, I guess confession time. I did the Disney's college program. Wait, what? <laughs> um, and it was great. <laughs> but I mean, Ashby, it's totally true. Like, it's a win-win if you mm-hmm. if if you look at it that way. Like, Disney gets really cheap labor, really enthusiastic, energetic um, new oh, yeah. new cast members coming in to really like you know make it fresh. They don't. They're not like hardened by time and experience um, working like in a theme park yet and from the student perspective you get you know you get trained by one of the most what's a good way to describe it like one of the largest corporations in the whole world and so like the, the training program you go through is intense and you may if you buy into it that's great if you don't just you can learn a lot of lessons by how uh you know the organization actually kind of pulls off the operation that they do every single day mm-hmm. so no matter what i think that that can be very valuable experience but yeah you don't you definitely don't make a lot of money you're not there no. to like save up for anything <laughs> right and and 
some schools give credit in, in certain yeah. respects. I, I didn't get any when I was I there. I didn't but... either. And I actually don't know anyone who did. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but I think, I guess there are schools. I know I there are some. Very, like, engineering specific or things like that. Right. I, I remember because I would get, um, every now and then I would get, like, a um, this request to send, you know, like, a review for a cast member to their to their school we we really couldn't do anything with it because we weren't supposed to be doing that kind of stuff but it was to just verify like oh yeah they were here and they Mm -hmm. worked and so i don't know if that meant that they were getting credit for it but that's how it was always delivered to us right it was like oh you could you could receive college credit but it's a good i mean overall positive experience if if you know what you're getting into i'd say yeah, it really, I mean, it is a, it's a really fun time, and it is what you make out of it. Like, I'm sure we could probably do a whole freaking episode about college program. Yeah, I'd um, be interested in that. Yeah, that's not a bad idea. So I'm not going to tell you anymore. Stay tuned for Stay our next episode later about <laughs> Walt Disney World college program. Uh, what were we talking about? Oh, right. What is Your Ocean college Space? Program. <laughs> yeah, boy, we were, like, way off track. The reason I brought that up was because, like, that was always, especially in the beginning when it was new, there wasn't a ride like it. Like, you couldn't say, like, oh, it's like rock and roller coaster but it's not you know like mm-hmm. you'd have to we had this like spiel that we came up with that was just like well it's a you know a ride that simulates a launch into space mm-hmm. and then people would be like oh okay well what does that mean <laughs> and it was it was like the way i would kind of describe it if people were still not getting it was if you ever rode the um what did they call that thing gravitron yeah the gravitron um, at the carnival or the fair, but you like up the theming 150. What's and... a gravitron? Like the oh. thing where the floor it's like drops out. It's terrible. Yeah. I mean, it sounds awful. It's that giant spaceship-looking ride where you get inside and you lean up against the wall, and it spins you around so fast that I mean, you were go- you were going there like it. The walls go up or something sometimes with with them and yeah you slide up and down and you can just like bold people who don't throw up like twirl and do kinds of like break dancing <laughs> right. things on the wall and the rest of us just realize instantly it was a bad decision and pray for <laughs> <laughs> yeah i've definitely never been on that and I'm like, <laughs> it's usually at fairs or festivals and like if you don't know what you're getting into just don't do it because it's terrible but yeah, I mean, and we'll kind of talk about this, I'm sure, as we go, but that was one of the difficulties about Mission Space when we opened is that there wasn't anything to compare it to, and you can't see the ride. You know, it's completely inside of a building, and there's no, like, let me get a little preview of it. So, you know, we had some opportunities where some people rode that really didn't know what they were getting themselves into, and it is an intense attraction. Well, I have some, like, ride specs here on Mission Space. Technically, like, the ride system that is used is, like, a centrifuge system. Mm -hmm. Am I saying Mm -hmm. that correctly? Centrifuge. I think you can say it either, right? Centrifuge or centrifuge? Oh. Maybe. Yeah, pro- we'll ask. I've Rod- heard it we'll ask ways. Rod Sterling what he, what he says. <laughs> He'll be calling in in a few. Yeah, we'll. He's our we'll resident. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's our ling- on-staff linguist. You're right, Mr. Sterling. And and I think I, the first time I ever heard the term centrifuge is in like um, biology class, right, or chemistry class. Isn't that the same thing where you put like you would put like vials of stuff in, <laughs> yeah. and spinning around? I mean, it's 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 a spinning, a, a fast spinning contraption yes. mm-hmm. um and it is the it is all 
the centrifuge is also what the ride system that we're on is a dialed down version of what actual astronauts, NASA astronauts, would use to train um, to be in outer space, um, mm-hmm. which is the theme of Mission Space. You are entering a uh, space kind of training facility, which we can jump into a little later of how does that actually help or hurt the theming, maybe. So it's the, what do they call it? The International Space Training Center. The I. ISTC. ISTC. You know, mm-hmm. that does not roll off the tongue. <laughs> it does not. Like I can I can picture that, but I that is that does not live in my memory. The Whereas ISTC. like other the, the other some other Disney things do. Iztic. That's tough. The ride itself lasts for just under four minutes, which feels like a long time to me. Yes. Which is potentially problematic. Um, so here's a little bit of history. This is this was not a opening day attraction for Epcot. Um, it actually was many years in the making and um, even potentially con- the, controversial to this day mm-hmm. of, of how it kind of came to live in the future world discovery. Oh, is that the right <laughs> thing? Is that what that is? <laughs> I almost said worlds of discovery, which is something else. Which is currently future world will be world discovery sure right yeah but when is the question when they announced it are we in there now oh good question i think we're still future world Uh, that's right i call it i mean it's probably what's still on the map correct when the i'll take an official map switch over yeah when i will change my language agreed i did the same thing with disney springs i called it downtown disney until it officially was not anymore until like they changed it on the buses and stuff and then so and then i changed as well i called it that till way after i couldn't it, that was a hard one to change nomenclature for why <laughs> i'm so curious i don't know like i think it's just you, you get so used to call like like when mgm studios changed over there yeah. was I, it was like at months after i was i would still correct myself and I, I would say MGM Studios. So many people call it MGM Studios. Right, oh, that's true. Day. What do yeah. you guys call? Well, now we'll kind of call that it park. the studios. But, like, right. I mean, it's so hard because studios is so, like, generic. If you need it people is. to know, then you're just like, you know, like, MGM. <laughs> I, I think I started, yeah, I started calling it just studios a long, long time ago just because disney's hollywood studios always felt like it was going to be a temporary name it always felt like a placeholder name right and so yeah. it was just like just call it studios because it'll probably be a version of that and then cut to 15 years later 10 years later whatever um back to mission space space we're, we're on a mission mission colon space 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 <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so um, the idea of having a space-themed pavilion at Epcot was on the drawing board as you know as early as the concept um, of Epcot was there, and it makes sense. There was a land pavilion, going to be a seas pavilion. Space made sense from day one. Originally, it was actually going to be over near the seas and the land pavilion as well. Something that Epcot did that mirrored uh, the original Disneyland park was that all of the attractions actually had corporate or in the case of world showcase like country sponsors where like an external company would put up most of the money and then be featured heavily in the marketing 
of the of the attractions, which has always been a little bit of a troubled history, especially in Epcot. So they were unable to secure a sponsor for the Space Pavilion to get the park up and running, and so that was kind of shelved for version two, or the first expansion into the park. So in 1990 was the uh, next time they started kind of pulling together seriously some plans for a space pavilion. They even um, were far enough down in development to have a name for it called Journey in Journeys in Space. So they really like their journeys. Journey of the Imagination, Journey of the Little Mermaid. Yeah, so many journeys. Yeah. Journey the parking lot. Isn't Journey to the Center of the Earth, isn't that the one in uh, Tokyo? Yes. Isn't like Flight of Passage the journey of, I don't know, I'm just kidding. No, they. (laughs) You're making that (laughs) The journey of the blue people. Yeah. Yeah, Journeys journeys in Space was actually similar to the Seas Pavilion, or the Living Seas at the time. Wasn't that what it was called? The The Living living Seas, Seas, yeah. It's the wow. Navi River journey. Oh, it is yeah. the Navi oh, there, River yeah, journey. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Good job. Cheryl, Man. have you even been on the Navi River journey? I still have not. No. Yeah, that's what I thought. What? <laughs> what? No, because it's so hard to get a fast pass. The last time Molly came to visit, I just waited outside. Oh, guys. Oh, my God. <laughs> Sad. It's Okay. So Journey in Space was similar to the the seas or the living seas at the time because it wasn't just going to be one attraction. It was going to be kind of some walkthrough exhibits where it looked like you were in space and then maybe like a simulator ride that made it look like you were taking off into space or a whole thing. It was going to be a whole to-do. Problem was, again, no sponsor, so it never kind of came to be. Meanwhile, or a couple years later over on the other side of the park, the Horizons attraction lost its sponsor in 1993. Horizons is one of those like legendary Disney attractions that my family must have just missed all those Same. years. I have no I idea what rode. you're talking about. <laughs> really? So it is like, it is something I've, I've now not recently in the past couple years found out about and obviously with my youtube addiction i've watched a lot of videos and heard a lot about it and it sounds really cool actually um Mm -hmm. if we were to look at a video now it would look dated but you know as such like that makes sense it was like a mix of like carousel of progress and spaceship earth and um it just looked really really neat yeah it is it's obviously no longer there. But I can't believe, Cheryl, you had never been on it. Or maybe you just don't remember. It's probably a place I, your parents were like, let's sit down for a couple minutes. Yeah, I have no idea. Where was it? Well, well, where are Mission Space is right now. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> what, was, what was Test Track? That was the uh, World motion. of Motion. Motion, Well, yeah. I just don't think we went to that side of the park ever. <laughs> no, oh. maybe not. <laughs> you were just, you just beeline to Barbie. Actually, you know what week. it probably was? It was beelining to Barbie, but I love the Wonders of Life Pavilion so much. I think once mm. you got me in there, I didn't leave. That's true. I guess for a family with, like, two little kids... It just wasn't something you guys were interested in. But it was, um, the best way I can kind of describe it right now is think of Spaceship Earth, but they had like that interactive touch screen where you could kind of choose your own adventure. So they like explored this future possibility where you could live 
in the ocean in these little like bubbles or you could live in space or you could live on this like farming community that but that was like super sleek and modern though and then everyone voted on their touch screen of like what would be the coolest future and whatever won collectively then everyone on the ride like experienced that um but that's like some very cool technology for the 80s i think um and anyway i think if you were to like dig into this on like Disney Twitter or anything like that, it would be just below the surface. Like it has a a big, big following out there mm-hmm. in the in the community. And it's, you know, similar to like Kong Frontation. I'm like, oh darn. I can't believe we missed this one. And I feel like there's still a lot of people who are, you know, uh angry about mission space. I would yeah, I think Especially, so. you know, losing horizons. I know it was a big thing when we opened. When did um, horizons close? <laughs> well, Thank you for asking. Funny you should ask. (laughs) I'm like boggled. I'm like, I don't even know what this is. Also, Horizons, I have to say, is a really good, I think it's a really good name for an attraction because it probably symbolically meant a lot to what you're experiencing in the attraction, but it doesn't give a ton away from the name. I think it's just, it's also just like a very, you know, positive word. I don't know. I'm a fan. It should have been Journey into Horizons, though. Well, it should have been Mission Horizons. (laughs) Oh, that's it. Mm Mission Horizons. Mission colon Horizons. Um, So in the early 90s, or mid-90s, let's call it, Horizons definitely was in need of an upgrade, though. Uh, The animatronics needed a little love. There were some effects, like, like I was saying, like the interactive screens and just screens in general that needed some love um but there was no sponsor it had been just rolling along since 1993 with no sponsor so the third version of a space attraction was pitched to replace horizons gonna be in the same building similar again before where it's gonna be like a multi-experience pavilion where there's gonna be a couple different space themed activities in there and then I saw some concept art of the the attraction that was going to be in this new space pavilion in the Horizons old building that looked like you were just in a theme, like a roller coaster seat, individual seats that they were going to call your spacesuit. And then that you just, they were going to mimic like a spacewalk. So it almost looks like a KUKA arm ride before I think a KUKA arm technology even existed, which would oh, have been insane in like 1997, you know? Um, so a lot of problems there. First of all, that ride system didn't exist, um, was also going to be like super low capacity. Um, and then they just kind of checked the functionality of the Horizons building and just wasn't, it just wasn't going to work. Was um, it like a Canada arm? Like, cause what they do for like spacewalks and stuff on the space shuttles, it's just like a big, like crane kind of a thing where a person would be attached. I mean probably that actually sounds spot on i think um so the good news is that in around um around 1999 or 2000 um finally they secured a sponsor for a space themed pavilion and it was going to be compact computers do you guys remember compact computers oh yes we had a compact computer they're pretty pretty chill. Um, in 2001, Hewlett Packard merged with Compaq, <laughs> and moving forward, the sponsor for Mission Space would be HP. So I think that's probably Until what we're all this year. Oh, <laughs> spoiler! <laughs> Sorry. Um, which we all are, I think, most familiar with HP being the sponsor. So 
Yeah, so that was kind of the timeline. Horizons, I think, officially closed in 1999. They announced Mission Space in 2000, and by the end, I think October of 2003, is when Mission Space opened, which would have been, I guess, just around the start of Ashby's college program. (laughs) Am I doing my math correctly? Yeah, so it's funny, (laughs) I actually got there in uh, May of 2003. Oh my gosh, that's a long time. Yeah, and originally I was slated to go, like on my paperwork, it said I was going to test track. And then I got pulled aside and was like, hey, fun fact, you're actually going to this new ride called Mission Space. And I was like, oh my God, and I'd never heard of it. So I had to act like I was excited. Amazing. (laughs) Um, And yeah, I got pulled over to be on Mission Space's uh, test and adjust team. I was there for, before we even had guests. And I mean, before even all the ride bays were even complete. It was nuts. <laughs> that is um, such a unique experience. I think, like, people could work at Disney World for 30 years and not have that kind of experience, like, to open, open an Well, attraction. and it's funny because, like, going into it, I didn't know. Like, I mean, obviously, I wouldn't have known the, the, the level of um, prestige that being on an opening team was. Right? Like, I didn't know. I was just walking into this thing. And then we quickly found out when we got there that, like, oh, we're not part of this, like, group that was chosen to be here. We were just kind of, like you said, the luck of the draw college program. And so that was an interesting hurdle to get through when we first got there. <laughs> but later, everything, I mean, it was, it, everything was great. It was just a weird, it was a weird situation to be in that we didn't know was weird <laughs> until after being there for a little bit. Yeah, until you maybe move to another attraction and you, yeah, realize how how special yeah. that was. Well, no, I mean, just just even being there. I mean, you you could like, it's funny because I have a lot of friends who became friends after being there for a bit, but beforehand, you know, they had made comments of like, why were we there, you know, and all this weird because it was it was a weird dynamic of because typically for a, a new attraction, there's a process of interviewing and people are basically hand selected to go into an attraction based upon your you know your interview and your performance and so so again it is kind of a it's a prestigious thing to do to be a part of an opening team and then here comes you know a handful of us college kids (laughs) hey guys we're here to join you right (laughs) yeah so it was weird. They told us about it afterwards, and of course, you know, it's kind of a it's kind of a fun joke now. But at the time, it was a little awkward for us college program kids to be there uh, amongst these. But the, on the flip side of it, man, how awesome was it to be to be around some of the most amazing cast members that worked in attractions? That was such a cool experience to be a part of. Yeah, because they were selected, so you got to learn from the best of the best. Yeah, it's exactly. Like you're Harry Potter and you don't even know that there's a Hogwarts and then all of a sudden you're in it and you're like, wow, this is great. But everyone That's else had so to true. apply to it. <laughs> right. <laughs> or at least knew that they were like born into it or something. Right, 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 right. Man, that's a great analogy. That's perfect, actually. So yeah, so May is when I got there and then I got brought in and I mentioned test and adjust. And so all attractions when they open and a lot of other places too they go through this period of what they call test and adjust where basically it's like you're just running the ride while the imagineers are kind of there we'll, we'll, we'll just use the, the the high level of like they're testing things and then making adjustments as needed 
to get the ride to the place that they wanted to be, you know, for when we open for guests. Can I also point out that it sounds like you then avoided kind of the wrath of the summer guest as well? <laughs> like, this sounds yeah. unbelievable. Yeah, we didn't have to deal with guests until I think we started to do some um, some soft opening uh, in like June or July, but it was very sporadic. It was like on the weekends or, you know, random days that we would open up because at that point we still didn't have all four ride rooms. So we had to be careful with how many people we brought in. And yeah, so it wasn't until I think August 15th was like our actual soft open date when we officially took down the wall and then let people come in. Let me tell you about the um, opening ceremony, though. I did find a video from it, and I was like audibly like, like, oh my God, like watching it. It was so cool. It was um, nuts. Like, yeah. Oh, I mean, you were you there? So I was, but like in the building, like oh, hiding. Yeah. So we, we heard all the stuff happening, and then we were told what was going to be going on, so we at least knew. But... Um, I'll get. I'll kind of get into my perspective after you kind of go oh, over sure. what actually well, happened. There was a big, you know, fireworks display. Uh, it looked like fireworks were like coming right out of the building. It looked really cool. But I thought what was what was the neatest is that there was Michael Eisner did like a little speech, and then um, they brought in someone from HP to do a little speech. I mean, the president or CEO at the time, and then they brought in some folks from NASA. And then I started just losing my mind because all of a sudden they bring Jim Lovell <gasps> up on stage. Yeah. Yes, thank Highness. you for having that reaction. Oh my yes, goodness, sir, sir, sir Jim James Lovell. Lovell. <laughs> and I about lost, I about lost it. Apollo thirteen is one of my all-time favorite movies. It sure. I don't is. know why it doesn't win the Oscar every year for best picture. I think Agreed. that should be allowed. And then right after Jim Lovell, I was like, oh man, like how does it get better than this? They bring up Buzz Aldrin. <gasps> yeah. <gasps> Our Lord and Savior. Our, right. Oh. <laughs> it, it was, I just was blown away. Um, I guess similar to when they opened Galaxy's Edge and like Han Solo walked out. I was just like, what? This is the coolest. Like, I right. guess I'm just really impressed by opening ceremony stuff. I mean, that's impressive. That's exciting to get. It's really you exciting. You know they were just eating it up knowing that like kids were going to be able to experience space. And yes. keep all of that alive. And keep that like curiosity, yeah. Because I think I think a lot of uh, we did growing up. I think we took that sort of stuff for granted. Like, yeah, we outer space, we get it. Like astronauts, but yeah, keeping kids super curious about it. And then wait, it's not over yet. Oh, not then, done yet. Eisner cuts over to this big screen, and the folks from the International Space Station oh had called God. in or something. It looked like they had called in. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. believed that they had, and then they count down. From like um, 10, right? As if like a rocket ship is going to blast off. And then when they got to one, that was like the official grand opening moment. I mean, there were tears rolling down my face watching this like 20 year old YouTube video. It was fantastic. It was um, an impressive ceremony. So I guess cut to Ashby hiding inside. What were you doing? Right. Did you wait before we go to that? Did you did they have video of the jetpack guy? No, I did so not there see was, this. Yeah, so there was also a guy in a jetpack who flew from, I want to say it was somewhere around the Wonders of Life building. I think he might have been on the building. And he flew from there to behind Mission Space. Like it was part of, it. maybe it was in they did the fireworks or something, but you could hear that jetpack like roaring out back when this thing landed it was a it was like a full-on jetpack it was nuts <laughs> it was wow. like, 
So yeah, so me, like, so all this stuff happening that you're talking about, meanwhile, we're hunkered down in the building because one, there's, you know, fireworks going off, there's a jetpack man flying through the air, we can't be outside because we're going to get burnt up if we, (laughs) if we're outside. So we hear all these things happening, and then it was like, you know, this quick, like, all call, like, okay, everybody go to your positions, and for me... I somehow was lucky enough here I go, again. I don't know how I get into these um, scenarios, but I didn't really have a position, so I ended up in mission control, which is basically where like our control tower was, and I was just kind of hanging out, just waiting, you know. So I got to just stand there, and I got to watch the guests come in for the first time through the queue, and. The one that I remember seeing immediately was, um, uh, uh, I want to make sure I get his initials right, but it was Roy Disney. It was because um, he was currently still on the board for Disney. Yeah. Um, let me make sure I get it right because it was E. Disney. Yeah, Roy E. Disney was there in the front of the line coming through the building. And that to me was such a great moment because like one – Roy looks, you know, he when you see him, you just know he is a Disney guy. Mm-hmm. Like he looks like his dad, and um, like th- like basically a Walton um, Roy. So it was like weird seeing an original family member an OG coming through, Disney. <laughs> right? And and then I saw I do, I don't remember seeing Jim, but I remember seeing Buzz for sure um, walking through. And then there was other random celebrities there. There was like. Um, Oh, who was, was it? Was Joey uh, Fatone there? Joey Fatone, <laughs> I don't remember seeing him. That would have been his heyday. Uh, but I Cowboy. do remember, um, the, <laughs> the, 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 I can't remember his name, but the guy who plays uh, Greg Brady in the <laughs> Brady Bunch movie, like, <laughs> like he was there. Like these are just random people that were coming through. I had heard that John Stamos was there, but I didn't see him. I believe it. Yeah. The Stamos um, is a big old Disney fan. So it was just like loaded. And then the, the one for me that really hit home was um, the voice of Disney, Bill Farmer. I mean, bo- the voice of Goofy, sorry. <laughs> Bill Farmer was there. And I was I lost my mind because it was both him and um, – I can't remember his name, but he's the kid who does um, um, Max's voice. Um, he, was for, he was in that show Step by Step. Anyways, but he, but both of them were there. They were there together, kind of as like a little like goofy movie, you know. Did you know who what he looked like? I knew, I knew what Bill Farmer looked like, and I knew the kid because I watched. I, I knew him from Step by Step gotcha. before, so I kind of knew both of them. Wow! But dream the come goofy, true for you. It was oh yeah, and the goofy thing was crazy because I remember. The, the, they when he rode the ride, there was some issues where there was just a little bit of a delay. And he started in Goofy's voice, you know, kind of not screaming, but like yelling out of the capsule in Goofy's voice, like, you know, doing these silly things, getting Uh. people laughing. Uh, It was like, it was the, it was just absolutely amazing. Okay. So, well, the first thing I do want to mention, because I think it's important to know this before we go into the International Space Training Center or ISTC, as I'll be referring to it through the rest (laughs) of our tour. Um. The theming around Mission Space, when they when they created the story, I remember one of the things that we were told during training was they wanted it to be as themed, if not more than themed, than your Haunted Mansion and your um, 
Tower of Terror. Because those, at the time, those were like the two attractions that everyone knew if you went there, everybody was on point, right? I think even to this day, that those are pretty well-themed yeah, attractions. For sure. So Mission Space, they were like, no, we're going to be, we're going to basically like battle and become the most themed location and beat out, you know, Haunted Mansion and Tower of Terror. Hmm. I don't know that it ever got to that point, but I do know that that's the feeling that at least we all had in the beginning was we were going to do our best, you know, to live up to that. I guess, um, let me think about this for a second. I don't think they failed, but I think it's such a different type of theme that it's hard to get the same sort of even like emotional reaction that you get at, at the mansion. Tower of Terror right. and Haunted Mansion. Right. I, th- I, th- I would say, like, my guess would be that if you if I was a kid that came in that loved space, I probably would think, wow, this was really well-themed. Yeah, that's but true. a normal guest coming in, I don't know that they would get that connection. Well, and I, a, a, a small critique, I'd say, of Mission Space is that, or, or one of its strengths, but it could be a critique as well, is that the theme is that you're going to a astronaut training facility to be trained mm-hmm. to become an astronaut. You're not going to space. That's actually not what right. they expect you to do. So I think as far as a theme goes, I, th- I think people like to be transported. Mm-hmm. You're in a haunted mansion. You're in the twilight zone, for God's sakes. Like you're... Um, <laughs> yep, yep. If the location you're trying to theme is like a training facility like yeah they nailed it (laughs) like we are in a training facility well and i would say that that even was confusing for a lot of people because when when people would leave or get off of the ride you know they would they would and we'll talk about this too but like they thought like oh we're now on mars and it was like no 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 it it was a training mission okay never mind just head down to the gift shop yeah (laughs) you know so i i I think you're right that people just think, oh, I'm going to be in this story, mm-hmm. and this necessarily wasn't... Like, they were in a story, but I think yeah. they thought the story was different than what they were actually doing. Or, like, it, they nailed they nailed the theme of that, but like maybe, like, a training facility just isn't as exciting as an other theme that it could have sure, been. Sure, sure. Isn't it that this training facility takes place in the future? Yes. Yeah, 2036. Yeah. Oh, man. Which is becoming closer and closer every year, (laughs) which is weird. Yeah, so 2036, when you walk up, um, basically this, I I would still argue that this is probably one of the most beautiful pavilions that has ever been built. I think it's the weenie of that side of the park. I mean, it's very pretty. Yeah, I mean, the, the, just seeing the reflective Mars and then they have a, a Jupiter recreation and then they have the Earth and then they have a moon and... And then the inside of the um, pavilion, or I'm sorry, when you're still outside, we used to call this the planetary plaza. Um, They have all these plaques that have different uh, quotes from, you know, I think there was like astronauts and John F. Kennedy. uh, And that was kind of a big, a big piece of the story too was, because the tagline for the International Space Training Center was, we choose to go. And that's directly pulled from Kennedy's speech we that he did. We choose to go to the moon in this decade and do the other things. That's it. Wow. Not because they're it. easy, but because they are hard. They're hard. <laughs> nailed it. That goes back to the Boston accent. Yeah. Hard. Decade, they're hard. <laughs> and, and they would actually play that speech um, 
at different points throughout the the background audio uh, as well. It, that was kind of a cool moment to like stand out there and hear the speech with the music and yeah. just be looking at this amazing pavilion. Uh, and and I there was something that somebody said about how it's all curves and there's no straight lines and mm. I don't know how That's true very that is. Spacey. But it does feel that way when you're out there, which is kind of cool. And it, um, it's the first thing you see when you kind of come through the breezeway towards that mm-hmm. side of Future World. And yeah, it's it, it's a weenie. You walk towards it, whether you end up going in. Is, it's is a, a giant mark, weenie, that's yeah. for sure. It pulls, you, it pulls you in. I mean, you don't get pulled to Test Track. I wouldn't, Test Track's not the weenie in the area. Right, right. So yeah. That is, is true. It is beautiful. Um, Cheryl, this is true. The past two times we've been there together, we go take pictures at Mission Space. Correct. Park. We won't ride it, but I have had some wonderful (laughs) photo shoots. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, we were like Instagram walling Mission Space before Instagram walls were a thing, I feel like. Oh, that's funny. For sure. There's just so many things. I mean, there's some great photo opportunities there. As you go into, basically you walk into the planet of Mars uh, to begin your journey, there has been quite a few versions of this entrance, so I won't get into all those. But basically what you're doing is you're you're kind of choosing the adventure. This is kind of like the first choice you have to make because originally it was uh, standby line, fast pass line, and then single rider line. Now, since then, it has changed, and now it's you choose the orange side or the green side, which I think we'll talk about in a little bit about what happened there. But basically what has happened is that area inside of Mars is called the recruitment center. And the reason for that is you're getting recruited into the um, training center, and now you have to kind of choose which journey you want to go on. <laughs> journey. Um, <laughs> and this is really again. the first time that you'll see kind of a little bit of what the ride's about, because there's a mock capsule that was put there, so that way we could at least show people something about what they might be getting themselves into. So that helped a little bit. Um, and then there is a video that's there as well that shows kind of a very, very time-worn CGI graphic of what the capsules did, which was not there when we first opened. I don't think the capsule is there anymore outside. Are you serious? Yeah. Anyways, okay. So, again, like I said, <laughs> the entrance has gone through many <laughs> variations over the years. Okay, so anyways, now you go inside. So when you get inside, now you're inside the training center, and you kind of venture into this very large room where there's a lot of queue space there and you've got a couple things you can look at one there is a um, diagram of the x2 deep space shuttle which is essentially what you are training to um, take on this mission to mars and it shows the full-size rocket so basically it's kind of like the premise of the old rockets in this in the um, nasa days where you had this giant rocket and then at the end of the rocket you had your command capsule, if you will. And so that's kind of what they explain as you go through. They show you, like, you have, there's a picture of the shuttle. There's a whole diagram that breaks down all the parts of the shuttle. And then there's, in this room, there's a giant wheel. And it's the gravity wheel. So it's kind of to show you there's a, um, there's a couple things about this gravity wheel. One, it spins. So what it does is it creates artificial gravity so you could essentially live in this ring and not have to be floating around in space. So it has all these different rooms that are inside the ring, and it's it's actually really impressive. I know that in the later days, it stopped moving for a long time, 
so I don't know if it actually still works or not, but it was a really cool um, thing to look at while you were in the queue. I I remember waiting for it probably in like 2004, 2005, like waiting through all. Isn't that where like the little like back and forth line mm-hmm. is as well? Part of the queue? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I remember waiting probably a long time for this ride and it spinning and then coming back a couple of years later and it wasn't spinning. And this was before I got into YouTube um, and was like, whoa, did that used to spin and like couldn't couldn't confirm it any, anywhere. Um, it was like the Mandela effect for you. Yeah, I was like, I right. swear to God, that giant wall used to spin. And yeah. I couldn't, I couldn't prove it in any way. Um, yep. In the middle of that gravity wheel is actually the old Horizons logo. It's like a little tribute. Yes. Yeah, which is oh, kind of wow. cool. It's, and also, it's such a cool, like, I love that they did that to like a little memory of an attraction that a lot of people loved. I yeah. do too. And also um, a scene from Horizons was like a, probably more of like a family living in space, but it was it was reminiscent of the gravity wheel for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was kind of a little, another little nod. There's also a lot of throws to um, the movie Mission to Mars. As you go through the building, there are things that, are directly from that movie, or or there's even props that were used in that movie. Um, the the gravity wheel is one of those. Uh, it was actually used in the movie Mission to Mars. What, um, what is that movie? Like what is? It? So Gary, it was Gary Sinise was in that movie. Oh. Um, it was a science fiction thing. I think it was like 2000. Okay. Is oh, when so, they did it. So, re- I mean, close to when this attraction was being pulled together. Yeah, okay. and I don't know. I'd have to look it up real quick to see. I don't know who actually. Oh, it was Buena Vista. So Disney did uh, put it out there. And how funny! Gosh, you know, now that I like I'm saying this out loud, it's interesting that like they had a movie, Mission to Mars, space themed, and that what great timing that they were like, oh, okay, so when you guys are done with that stuff, we're gonna take some of that stuff and throw it in this building, and retheme it, you know, to this mission space. What a great use of uh, assets. Um, but yeah, the movie had Gary Sinise, Don Cheadle, Jerry O'Connell, Tim Robbins. Reading the just the sentences that they have, like describing it, it sounds exactly like The Martian. But like obviously not at all. It just says, The first manned mission to Mars in 2020 ends in disaster when three crews are seemingly killed and the fourth is stranded with no way to contact Earth. And then they send a rescue mission to find out that maybe the Mars is not a dead planet after all. Dun, dun, dun. Sounds like like every space movie that was ever made. <laughs> yes, in space movies, it's always very you're always very lonely, right? Yeah. It's always just you're like right, right. stranded or lost. Um. So yeah. So the gravity wheel was this giant prop that was used in the movie, and then they did some retheming and then shoved it into this. Uh, International Space Training Center. You've got, you've kind of, you're in that queue for a bit because it does go back and forth quite a while. So hopefully you find enough to look at. Oh, one more thing that's in there that was really cool was there is a moon rover that is, it's kind of above the queue. So you just have to look up and see it there. But this is one of, I wish I could remember the number. I'm totally going to butcher this, but it's one out of a low number of replicas of the Mars rover, uh, moon rover, sorry, moon rover. That's I think really the real neat. one's on display at the like Smithsonian or something. So once you get past the queue, which again, it has changed over the years. So now it's a little bit different in the way it's kind of meets up at the merge point. 
But from there, it's kind of similar where you head down this hallway. Now it's kind of neat because it's a little bit a little bit of a museum feel mm. because now yeah. you have all of these plaques that kind of showcase space travel from like the beginning till where you are today in the year 2036 as you're going through the training center. Right. There's like some fake accomplishments like on the wall, right? Yeah. That's it's fun. like real to a certain point and then obviously past whenever you know 2003 when we had the ride built it's like first family in mars right 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 yeah i remember that yep so but it's cool because like like buzz aldrin's up there um and fun fact about that so when he came through he noticed i think on the board it had his full name uh written on there he had requested no that it needed to say buzz aldrin what's his um, full name buzz buzzword it's uh, no. <laughs> Buzzington. Buzzword I, Journey Aldrin. It's, um, what is it, Eugene, I think? What? Edwin Eugene or something like that. Yeah, Edwin Eugene Aldrin oh. is his full name. Amazing. And I think on the time, I think on the time thing it had Edwin, like, Buzz in quotes, and then Aldrin, and I think, if I remember correctly, it, it got switched to just Buzz Aldrin at his request. Yeah. So anyways, you got the, all of those on one side. And then the coolest thing that I loved was on the other side, there's just this glass wall. And you essentially are looking into mission control for the International Space Training Center. So on, on the side that you can see as a guest standing there, there's all these cool like panels, buttons. We I mentioned in one of our earlier episodes about the Haunted Mansion little green light thingy-majig that used to be on a screen. Uh, oh, right. in there. Yeah. The fun part though is on the other side, if you if you flip it over to the other side of the panels, that's actually the control area for the ride, mission space. But a cool like fun thing that we were able to combine this room into like a show side and then a behind the scenes yeah. side. Well, it helps it helps put the just frontline operations cast members like into the story. So it was like a good, yes. it was a good like use of space, kind of, you know, it yeah. looks, if it looked kind of hustly and bustly. But it is cool, I guess, you know, when, when no matter what people are doing in there, it always looks like the, there's busyness, there's mm-hmm. something going on in there. We used to actually get these um, assignments where you could go and sit on the, the guest side and you would sit there and you would touch the buttons and you would That's so pretend cool. that you were controlling things from that side. That was like one of the most fun positions to do. That, that <laughs> sounds so fun. So yeah, so you've got that. And then, of course, there's a lot of like fun little um, signs behind uh, in the mission control. You know, if you really care about the theming of the building, you can see there's like a layout of the whole building of what it really looks like, even though it's, you know, not really what you're walking through. Oh, interesting. That's neat. So fun little uh, Easter eggs there if you if you get a chance to look behind there. Um, so now we continue down this hallway uh, to kind of this like basically it's a section where you have four doors that lead out and you have some cast members there to help you. This is basically like the first part of your journey where you're going to actually experience some of the you know on the non-show side the attraction if you will the show. Um, but what, what's happening here is we're we're basically putting you into your teams of four to go in and do your astronaut training. Uh, you have four colors. You've got blue, red, gold, and green are your four different ride room colors. Once you go into your, what they called ready room, because hmm. now we're going to go get our like briefing from Capcom, who is none other, well, when we first opened, none other than Gary Sinise. Oh, from Mission to Mars? 
from Mission to Mars. Uh, Apollo 13. Apollo 13. <laughs> um, kind of a big, uh, you know. He's a space guy. He was a big space guy, yeah. right? You, you saw him and you thought, oh, okay, we're, this is serious business we're going on here. Um, so, yeah, so Gary gives you your little play-by-play. Now it's um, uh, Gina Torres. Yeah. I couldn't tell you a thing she was from. Oh, my gosh, she guys... was from Firefly. That's why she's in it. Oh, yeah. that's right. She's also Morpheus' right. wife. And she was in, well, not that it's space, but she was in The Matrix. Oh. See, I was never a big Matrix fan. Ugh. Keanu Reeves. Now, Firefly I like, and I forgot that Firefly. she was in that. That's she's right. She's also in yeah. Suits. Well, you know, she's a great replacement, but in my opinion, <laughs> Gary Sinise will always be the true Capcom for the International Space Training Center. But, I mean, you know, whatever. They had to make changes for whatever reason and make it look prettier, so fine, whatever. I will say that the it's if you took, like, an original video recording of the Ready Room briefing and, like, put it side by side with the new video, boy, has there been some changes. (laughs) I mean, even the beginning, there was no warnings at all. Mm. It was basically just the story of you and how you were going to get into this um, capsule and launch at this ridiculous amount of speed and blah, 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 blah. And then that was it. (laughs) And then obviously very quickly after we opened, they were like, oh, we probably should add a little bit more detail because we really, truly need to warn people what they're about to experience. Yeah. Because, again, at this point, you still really had no idea what this ride was going to be. And there wasn't a similar ride in another theme park. This was going to be an experience people had n- most likely never experienced before. So yeah, they needed... Crazy. They did, yeah. People were not prepared for this no. for this attraction, probably, the first No, they definitely years. were not. And it's funny because we talked about Buzz Aldrin. So I remember the buzz, the buzz <laughs> around um, Mission Space because he came through before the opening and he rode. And they, I'm sure they did it to get his like, you know, what does he have to say about mm-hmm. it, you know, and all that stuff. And he had said like it was, it was, it was the only thing he had ever experienced that was closest to, besides what you do at NASA. It was the only thing he experienced that was closest to the real feel of what it's like to launch wow in the shuttle and so hearing that was like the coolest i was like oh wow we've got like a one-of-a-kind you know thing yeah obviously at nasa they like spin you around a thousand miles an hour and you get to experience like those really high g-forces but it was kind of a cool like you know it's a seal of approval a little bit right Mm -hmm. from a from a very well-known uh guy who's done it i just know him by Eugene, so I had I wasn't sure who you were talking about. Oh, first. Eugene, yeah, Buzz, Edwin, Buzz Eugene. Aldrin, yeah, well, Buzz, yeah. Buzz, okay, yeah. sure, yeah. <laughs> Be more specific, so I can listen. Keep up. You know, he'll punch. Have we talked about this before? How he punched that guy? What? Who? So at Disney World? No, 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 not at Disney. Oh. It has nothing to do with Disney. It's just a Buzz Aldrin story. Okay. So there's an article. Just look this up. Okay. There was a guy who apparently. Uh, I guess maybe Buzz was having a bad day or something, but he was asking him about, or basically like throwing out the whole um, uh, conspiracy theory that the landing on the moon was, you know, filmed at a studio in Hollywood and blah, 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 blah. And I guess this guy started on with that and Buzz just punched him right in the face. (laughs) I just love that it's like, I don't even have time for this. You're telling me my own history. Like, right. I don't, I'm not, this isn't an argument. This is, Like, I I can't even imagine, like, going through the stress of 
<laughs> like launching into space, landing on the moon, hoping to God you make it back. And then some guy. Um, so, yeah. So, anyways, Capcom gives you your breakdown. Gary Sinise, now Gina Torres. And then you go into the pre-flight corridor. Can I? Where you. Or, yeah. Sorry. I was going to say this. I distinctly remember writing this the first time. And being just really enjoying the way you kind of got through the Rhine. They had a couple. Is that like when when the, they have those back and forth lines? That's called like a like a switchback, right? Officially, right. like that's your most typical theme park line experience. We've all been there. We all don't like it. And then you kind of go mm-hmm. on the straightaway past the control room, and then you get kind of split off into um, into your. Uh, pre- the ready room. the ready room, right? And then I just remember thinking, like, this is way more enjoyable <laughs> as as far mm. as like lines go. And mm-hmm. when you then you get separated into your groups, and you stand on the little number on the floor in the pre-show and everything, like, um, and that was one of the first times, unless I'm not thinking, you know, remembering something very specific, that was the first time we had done that, right? You know, before you typically, you know, you get to splash mountain you get separated into your group right before you get into your log or even test track or space mountain even tower of terror you're in a line you know you're moving from pre-show you're moving lines but you're just in a line the whole time and i thought that this was a cool way to kind of break up that experience and it was one of the first times i think i remember noticing that and whereas now jump to like flight of passage it takes a lot of cues from this type of cue oh cute um where you're kind of split off into different zones and different rides and you separated into your groups pretty early. And I don't know. I just think I always remember enjoying that part. And you really felt like you were like receiving your mission. Like the experience really started in the pre-show. And I don't think you can say that for all all attractions, especially at the time. So just wanted to throw it's, that out there. It's funny that like it, it makes total sense too. I mean, because if you think about it, essentially Mission Space is four rides in one. You know, it, it's kind of like the setup of um, Star Tours, you know, because you have multiple right. ride, you know, essentially ride vehicle type things that they line up for. But Mission Space was like four different ride bays. Kind of a neat thing because if something happened to one of the ride bays, you still have three of them that could run depending on, you know, what's going on. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it's interesting how it does split you up um, a little earlier than what you're used to feeling in other attractions yeah which is kind of neat i really like that oh and i forgot to mention in the ready room so when you're standing there um there is this kind of like a a giant cage that's in front of you um underneath of the video monitors and there are four suits in there and each of each suit represents the four positions that you're going to do uh in your training mission which is the pilot engineer um commander and nav or um navigator wait navigator yeah (laughs) And um, those suits are from Mission to Mars. Oh. So this was like kind of a Mission to Mars themed attraction, but no one ever talked about it. (laughs) Right. Exactly. Interesting. Yeah, but just a cool, like, those are directly from the movie. And and if you actually watch the movie, because I watched the movie after working there, and it's like, it's it's crazy because you're like, oh, those are the suits that are inside of Mission Space. It's nuts. It's kind of crazy. Can I say um, that um, before, when I used to go on Mission Space, this was also before I ever went to Halloween Horror Nights. And so standing in front of those empty suits was about as scary as it got for me. I always thought <laughs> they were going to come to life. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. That's, That's not great. what they're doing. But 
Do you know what I'm talking about? Like they, because you can't like see into the where the faces very well. It's just they're a little creepy. A it's little like bit. the uh, the old like uh, the suits of armor that you'd like yes. see in a, uh, like the haunted mansion old, uh, ones. Yeah. Right, 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 right. Yes, exactly. Anywho. Um, yeah, so after the ready room, you go into your pre-flight corridor. You're going to get a whole other little bit of messaging from um, Gary Sinise slash uh, Gina Torres, mm-hmm. your Capcom for the mission. And then um, and Capcom, if you didn't know, stands for Capsule Commander. Oh, I did not which know is that. Your, it's your direct um, point of communication with basically whoever's at, at um, you know, mission control that talks to the capsule. Because, you know, there's like a thousand people working right. at, you know, computers. There's one person who talks to um, the the capsule. That makes sense. Also, I have a note here that I remember the, like, the music that is playing, especially as you exit the pre-show and go into, like, the hallway there, right, um, mm-hmm. is so, like, epic and exciting. And you truly, like, feel like you're very special and that you've been chosen and now you're ready. And it reminds me of Darth Vader. It is a little Darth Vader, but like Imperial <laughs> March, like you're yeah, on yeah, yeah. You are on to something right. though, but that's good because that gets me in the mood to like march through a spaceship. So it kind of makes sense. Right. And yeah, actually, what you were saying earlier with the goal was to make it feel really themed. I think it actually does a very good job of it. Again, the theme is mm-hmm. just not maybe as exciting as other attractions. So sometimes that maybe gets a little blurred or lost. Um, but yeah, at this point, when you're like in those curved hallways, and especially if you have to like walk a little bit to get to your station, <laughs> yeah. which can happen, yeah, I think you, it's it's kind of exciting, and they're playing music that kind of gets you a little excited, and yeah, it's a really it's a cool like just like even like pushing the button to open those doors, mm-hmm. and then that's what triggers that music. It was just such a cool like every single time it was a neat little moment of like, oh yeah, that's neat. We're, we're doing a little mission here. Like, this is cool. Mm-hmm. I love it. We've gone in. We're doing our pre thing. Now we go into the room. And the room itself is really interesting because it's so, um, it feels very industrial. Yeah. When you walk in. Yeah. Because it's, I mean, you see everything. Yeah. It's ex- I mean, if you. The entire ride is exposed. Right. Uh-huh. And if you take like a second to just, I mean, you should and you should go in and like sit down and get ready. But like, <laughs> if you took a second to just stop and look around, you can see all the wires and the. The actual centrifuge with the arms coming out and the capsules yeah. and all the, it is a cool looking. It's a neat like behind the scenes, but you're not really behind the scenes. You're actually, you know, still part of this whole story of being trained. That is the story. The story is like you're, you know, they're not trying to act like it, you're getting into a spaceship. You're getting into a training module capsule thing. Like mm-hmm. um, that is the theme. So to be exposed to like a ride vehicle or a ride system like that is actually special and not themed, right? So that actually feels yeah. um if you don't know what the theme is, maybe you feel like you're being cheated in that in that way. Um but it's it's really interesting. It's kind of like at Universal yeah, it, how the theme is like we're a movie set. Let's take you behind yeah, the movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You kind of it's yeah. It's like being behind the scenes mm-hmm. in a space facility exactly. type thing. Yeah, it's really cool. And yeah, so then you get in your capsule and then uh, you know restraints are down. What's really cool about that capsule is the instrument panel where all of the buttons and everything are. It actually moves. It like closes, so it comes to you, um, which is funny because a oh, lot right. of times people would sit down and they'd go, "I can't reach." 
and you're like, okay, just give me a second, and then we would close it up, <laughs> and then you can actually reach the buttons and controls and stuff like that. Yeah, and so then you know Capcom talks to you again, and then you gotta go through the mission. And I won't I won't go into like too much detail about that part, I guess, because I don't know if we want to get into all that. But it's it's a fun four minutes. You know, everybody has different activities that they have to do, buttons to push. What's fun in that to me in that in a capsule is like you can push every single button in there. There's a bunch of switches and buttons, and mm-hmm. some of them make noises, some of them don't. It's very interactive yeah. um, and it's just a fun uh, a fun mission right and then everybody kind of has their ending and then you are done with your training and there's a big celebration at the end and then you leave <laughs> yeah. um, and as you leave uh, you're kind of directed down the hallway to head to the uh, advanced training lab which is another little kind of fun area where you can play some different games. Basically, this is kind of the way it's story-wise. It's you've completed your flight training, so now you can go and learn to train some other different aspects of, you know, going into space. Um, they have like a, a little fun kids play area for the little mini astronauts. Uh, they have like a jetpack simulator uh, attraction, uh, and then they have the uh, giant mission space race, which is just a fun interactive game that teams go against each other to be the first person back to Earth. A couple comments here. One, I've never played any of those games after the attraction. <laughs> I've never <laughs> even slowed down, which is a shame. <laughs> People are like, I'm out of here. Uh, yeah, I definitely kind of zip through. Um so note to self, maybe look at them. That sounds really interesting. Um, the attraction mm-hmm. itself is, yeah, the mission is basically like you take off, you you feel the G-forces from this thing, like majorly. Mm-hmm. Um, the capsules are spinning, meanwhile. And then you like go to Mars and you have to navigate through an asteroid field and then like land on a landing strip thing in Mars. So that's the story. Um, oh, and a couple things, I guess, if you're, once you're in the ride, if, you know, if you start to feel a little queasy, which can happen very easily. Probably most people, let's be honest. Yeah, I mean, even I, I get a little bit of a, you know, you get a little bit of a feeling in your stomach. Um, but the the most important thing is keep your eyes open and look at the screen. Right. I always remember that. That's a warning on there, and it always seemed yeah. not to make the most sense, but it's definitely true. Like, don't try to look, turn your head or look away. That'll make it worse. Yeah, because the, the image helps your mind not feel the spinning because if you close your eyes i guarantee you oh, you're gonna feel so like you're spinning in a room yeah it's it's so much yeah so keep those eyes open look ahead there's some great cool air blowing in your face mm-hmm. that's trying to help yeah <laughs> uh and just count down you got four minutes you four you'll minutes. get through it well and it's um so a couple things about like uh yeah the whole ride experience to begin with um they up in 2017 they uh, did a little bit of a refurbishment. I think that's when Gary Sinise went away. Is that correct? Goodbye, or was Gary. that earlier? Yes. It was just Bye. a couple years ago, Bye, yeah. Gary. Bye. <laughs> um, but they up, they also updated the screen experience itself. So the prior film, what you're seeing is actually like three-dimensional without having to wear 3D glasses. And not 3D movie like the Muppets where like something gets thrown at you and it comes in your face. But when you you it doesn't look like you're just looking at a screen in front of you. It looks like you're looking out a window. It, it And it kind of, it's pretty successful in doing that, I would say. Um, 
And so it adds like the depth. Yeah, that there's yeah, right, exactly. Yeah. It's neat. And I always I always thought the movie itself was very impressive and didn't look like a total I mean it obviously was mm-hmm. a CGI environment, but didn't look stupid until I saw the new the updated video. And right. it blew my mind. I mean the <laughs> <laughs> Again, I still don't I still don't I was watching videos getting ready for this episode and I saw an older video and I didn't think anything of it and then I saw a new video and I was like, "Holy shit. Like that looks amazing like i believe that we know right what mars looks like it's just it was really really neat oh wait one more note um as you're leaving the attraction i don't know if they still play the song but they used to play a song as you were leaving no, they got rid of her yeah. oh my god it was She's fantastic gone. i remember you know 2004 2005 going on it and and thinking to myself like this is a overly dramatic song like it's both hysterical and fantastic like destiny it was so good what was it though it's yeah. like on the tip of my tongue but um sometimes when you're ex- when you exited the the ride if you were like the far left centrifuge thing and you had to walk to the exit it took like three minutes to get out of there it felt like you were just like walking and walking and walking and walking and then if you're listening to that song as well by the end you're like crying it was so emotional <laughs> like it was so beautiful it was like oh god we've really done this together guys you know uh, when they first opened up and they were playing that song they actually used the the song is called destiny Ooh. and they used the full song uh for the exit cue and then we came in one day and they randomly shortened it down to this like whatever like, i don't even think it was a minute long oh, no you know, loop of this one part that just kept going over and over. And I can tell you, most people who work there <laughs> could not stand oh. that song. Well, yeah, I mean, it's, it um, was very 2003. Like, it was like, it sounded like 98 oh, Degrees yeah, could yeah. have been singing it. But they do have the full song. If you ever bought the, uh, you can go on Spotify and find this too, but if you have the Walt Disney World official album, disc number two. Oh, <laughs> Uh, the song is on there, so you can listen to the full song. It's called Destiny. Okay. And it's actually not a bad song. No. But it's just after hearing that one section over and over again, it's like mind-numbing. Where did we end up? Oh, yeah, we were at the post-show. What's the, does the post-show area have a, have a um, specific name? Yeah, the Advanced Training Lab. Oh, the Advanced Training Lab. Oh, yeah, that's cool. That's a fun name. Yep. And then, of course, you go into the gift shop, which is, uh, I think that's called Space Base. Or at least it was called Space Base. I don't know okay. if it still is it or not. And that's where you can get all your fun space or mission space themed merchandise. Yeah, they definitely had astronaut ice cream. I remember that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Which like you can also get at a bunch of like science centers and science museums. But yep, trying to stick with the theme, which was good. Well, exactly. Like that is super spot on with the theme because the Earth is an astronaut training center. Like you want to get that sort right. of stuff. I think if you were to go in there now. Would they be selling like Star Wars merchandise? Like I'm not, I'm not quite sure. I don't know. I, I feel like I've seen it, but I'm not sure. Yeah, I haven't been in the gift shop um, in a couple of years. I mean, I guess confession time. This ride does make me pretty dizzy. Um, <laughs> I think I reached like a, and I don't know how like pseudoscience this is, but I feel like I reached an age where I just couldn't handle it anymore. In, in, in the same way, I think I stay away from more intense roller coasters. Like, I don't think I could go to the Bush Gardens and ride most of those roller coasters anymore. Um, no. And Mission Space was the <laughs> yeah. same for me, so I, like, it didn't ruin my day. I never got, like, sick on the ride, but I would feel a little, like, uh, you know, my head was not quite 
um, like it felt like my brain had been totally rattled on it. Um, and I don't think I'm alone. I within the first year they they added in like motion sickness bags onto the ride. Like that was a was a thing a lot of people I think experienced. Oh yes. It's 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 funny. I remember like my because I left. I left there, uh, my last day was like January 2nd of 2004. So we made it through the Christmas holiday and then it was like, bye. Um, but right right at the end, they started having some like discussions about possibly adding these space sickness bags to just, they were, they were testing it, I think, in one ride room. Mm. And then eventually, like you said, it just got added to all the ride rooms and became a part of Mission Space. I wrote it for the first time in high school, and I don't, the space, the advanced training lab, I laid there on the carpet in the corner for three hours afterwards. Oh, Cheryl. I couldn't function. I'm not, I don't do these kinds of rides, but I love space, and so I was like, well, I'll try it. And that was the Mm. end of my Epcot day. Oh, no. Have you been on it since then? Um, I had some friends who convinced me that the green side didn't move. And so I went on that side about a year ago. And they were wrong. It does. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's talk about that, actually. So so one of the things, you know, we talk about the, 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 vo- the vomit bags, the barf bags, whatever we want to call those. It's crazy because, like I said in the beginning, I don't think, you know, people didn't know what they were walking into. So anybody, even even people who are like ride fanatics, you could have walked in there, ride this attraction and get sick. And I can tell you from experience, it was a lot of people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, we ha- and, and it was and it was hard, you know, it was almost to the point where it became normal, which is a bad thing. Yeah. Right. But it was constantly people getting sick. So obviously conversations, I'm sure, started happening with, you know, people up the ladder. Uh, I know that they started doing surveys. They had cast members out at the exit um, that would, you know, check in with you if you are, if you were feeling sick. And they kind of, were there, were there things that were, they were trying to figure out what was going on. Yeah. Why was this happening to so many people? So there was a lot of research that they did. After I had left, I know that there was some more serious things that happened yeah. um, at the attraction that just caused them to, I think, relook at what they were offering. And, and I think that's when they decided, I think it was in, what, 2006 or something? Yeah. They started offering the less intense training. Right, which is now referred to as, as the green side. So the, or- mm-hmm. the orange side is the original, and the green side is the less intense sides. So there, there are four centrifuges and it's split now two and two but as a warning they don't say the easy breezy side they just call it less intense so and that's probably more accurate (laughs) yeah don't look at it and think oh i can ride that if you have motion sickness or think big thunder mountain sometimes is a (laughs) wolf um (laughs) (laughs) i just i just feel like i got teased to go on it and i thought oh how bad can it be but like it will still move you in a way where you don't know where up is and that is not good sometimes totally so we should say like the capsules themselves they do they do 
several types of movements. But the big things to consider is um, they spin, and that's what creates the like the G force. That's what like pushes your body or your you know back up against the seat. It's that feeling. Um, mm-hmm. And then they also kind of like tilt back and forth, um, similar to. Um, Gosh, what like star star tours? Yeah, or, or know, any of those simulator a rides. Simulator you know? ride, right? That's uh, when, you're, for example, in the in the ride movie, when you're avoiding the asteroids, your vehicle is, you know, tilting forward or pulling back the way you you would want to kind of experience if you were truly in that situation. So, what the difference between the two sides is that the green side, the less intense version still tilts and moves and, and kind of um, slowly moves around the platform. But what it doesn't do is that more, that fast spinning. So it doesn't have the G-forces that you experience on the orange side. Um, but it can still make you really dizzy. I think what was um, the real problematic, like serious incidents were caused by those G-forces um, for people who probably had you know, shouldn't have been riding roller coasters to begin with, but because this wasn't what people would consider a roller coaster, um, I think that got confusing. The warnings got confusing of like, who is this ride appropriate for? I think the 2000 to 2005 or whatever was an era in Disney parks where they were really pushing for for bigger, badder, like thrills, thrill rides. Mm, mm-hmm. Interestingly, I feel like that trend uh, changed at Disney. People, mm-hmm. um, they were like, yeah, thank you for the thrilling attraction. Now let's do some other stuff. Um, so just kind of interesting how those sort of things shift over time. And now we look at like Hagrid's magical creatures, motorbike adventure. And now Cheryl would say that this was, that was a very thrilling attraction. Oh, very <laughs> thrilling. And that, not that it's not, but it does, you're not getting the kind of like specs coming from that ride that's like, this is your G-forces and we have this many inversions and blah, blah. Like we don't hear those or that sort of vocabulary anymore. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it's and instead, wild. I'm, I'm sure it's wild. Um, <laughs> but but what people are most impressed about these days are kind of some the, the theming or the kind of story as a whole. It's been interesting to see how that's changed over yeah. the years the, the thrill factor the way we we speak about thrill rides is different so yeah i mean mission space is a i'm sorry mission space, space. is a colon uh it's an intense attraction whether you do the orange or the green uh okay. i think we've we've i think it was nice because they allowed i think some people that may not have even bothered with it with the green side now, you know, I think that helps. But yeah. I mean, to, to your point, Cheryl, it is still, it's like, again, it's less intense, but it's on that intense spectrum because it is a simulator mm-hmm. ride yeah. on the green side. Um, but I mean, if you're if you're looking for a, a way to experience what an astronaut, you know, a fraction of what an astronaut experiences launching into space, it's definitely the way to go. I, I've never ridden anything. I mean, I've even been to the Kennedy Space Center to their like, we'll we'll call it the launch experience but it's just basically a room that shakes and tilts you backwards oh interesting Uh, yeah it's i mean it's nothing cheryl do you think that that's intense oh yeah it's still intense (laughs) it's on the intense scale but it definitely is not the more intense orange side (laughs) this is coming from someone who said she liked to ride the barnstormer over and over and over again. I mean, the barnstormer, but after about two goes, that's too intense. 
Right. So maybe we should we should establish what you're like. Here's the deal. You put right, me on that right. parking tram in the back car. I can't handle it. Well, agree. That is that's wild. <laughs> I don't think anyone can. Uh, what do you, no. Cheryl? I gotta know. What do? What is the? What is your favorite? What would be considered a thrill ride in any theme park? Favorite actually, thrill ride, dinosaur. <laughs> okay, so you like that's you pretty like thrilling because it's thrilling, yeah. but it's not going to make me throw up. Almost everything else probably would. But but I find dinosaur to be kind of it throws you thrashes you around though that doesn't make you like dizzy at all no okay all right that ride is over that that thing is like overstimulating I like it yeah it doesn't I mean move I fast. like it but man when I'm done I'm like good God how does a kid ride this thing like that thing blows my mind every time I ride it's like it. riding in the car with all four windows down on like a highway like whoa. <laughs> <laughs> And dinosaurs everywhere, and meteors coming down. I mean, like during love bug season. My goodness, that is true. That's actually a similar scene when the like pterodactyls coming at you. Basically the same ride, except for and there's a photo if you blow through the tolls. So, oh my gosh, that's amazing. Okay, well that's a good that's a good answer. That is definitely a thrill ride. But I see what you're saying. That is, yeah. Ashley, do you have a favorite thrill ride? Uh, or like what's your like highest maybe not favorite what's your like highest I, yeah. level of thrill you can take I don't have a like too, I don't have like a oh that's too crazy for me as far as like theme park attractions go mm-hmm. like the, the only thing I can think of that I, I shy away from is like the those ridiculous fair rides that like have the long arms that spin the thing around you know like that I won't do yeah. So maybe that's my, my level of, like, I just don't want to vomit everywhere. <laughs> Thank you for that. Um, but, like, most roller coasters, I've, I've never really had one that I've said I wouldn't do. Um, so there's really, for me, as long as it's, like, a normal theme park attraction, I, I'm pretty open okay. to it. Okay. That's good. What about you, Molly? Um, I, I mean, I, again, I asked that question. I didn't have an answer. I'd say any... <laughs> Any roller coaster that like brags about how many times it goes upside down, I'm not interested. Like mm. a rock and roller coaster is one of the only like uh, co- uh, roller coasters with like an inversion that I like because it's mm. it's quick and it's dark and it's inside and it's air conditioned and it's like all the correct um, components to make me not get sick on that ride. Actually, in fact, a couple of years ago, I went to Dollywood with some cousins, which Dollywood's fantastic and we should oh it's so great yeah so good and we went the first ride of the day we went on like a big old coaster and i was sick for the next like three hours oh no and and it was a shame because it wasn't even there were coasters i would have gone on that would have been better for me and this one just happened to just like rattle rattle me too much i know it was it was actually unfortunate but then i just ate a lot and went on the terrifying um the terrifying firefighter ride do you know i'm talking about ashby no. Oh uh-uh. god, it was so scary, but so good. <laughs> I'll send you a video. You know, it's it's actually now that we're talking about that, there was one in Bush Gardens, Tampa. Uh, what, uh, what's that one called? The um, that old wooden coaster that I, I think they're redoing. It's the the Grizzly or something like that. Maybe. I'm not sure. All the all I know is it was the oldest wooden coaster I've ever been oh, on in my yikes. life, and it rattled you to death. Like I would get a headache every single time I would yeah. ride that thing. So if a ride's gonna just hurt me. <laughs> 
I want nothing to do right. with it. Like an older ride would tend to maybe be right. more bumpy than a new one. So, but yeah, Mission Space. I mean, the more we've been talking about it, the more I, I'm I'm interested to maybe experience it again. But uh, yeah, I don't know. Is it worth feeling dizzy afterwards for me personally? Right. I'm not sure. Right. I would say, and definitely, if there's any people who have not gone on the ride but want to experience it, just go through the queue. Once you get into oh, that yeah. ready room and you yeah. hear that Darth Vader music, you say, "Oh no, thank yeah. you," and just keep walking. Yeah. <laughs> they Mission won't make you get in that capsule. But word of warning: once you get in that capsule, like you have committed, you must go to space. Like mm-hmm. enjoy it. Mm-hmm. You have chosen to go. It's four minutes. <laughs> chosen to go to the moon. Look straight ahead. We choose to go in this <laughs> capsule. Capsule in this decade. And do all the things. And do all the throwing up things. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Maybe man. if you haven't been on this ride, maybe go on green. And if you are like, oh man, that that was absolutely nothing. That was so fun. I enjoyed myself. Then maybe you're ready for orange. Oh, yes. Ease yourself in. Plus, remember, it takes about three months to get to Mars, so uh, be prepared. But it's a training oh, mission. I'm so right. sorry. Cheryl. <laughs> Correct. Oh, <laughs> God. Have I, I can't, learned I can't, nothing? I'm, I'm out of so here. So what you're referencing is it does take three months to get to Mars, and so what the engineer does, I think engineer, right? They put you into like yes. a hypersleep. Is that what that's called? Hypersleep activated. Oh, is that Gary? Gary? <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Sinise? Gary. What? Um, Lieutenant Dan. Lieutenant Dan. Buzz <laughs> Aldrin. Um, but so that's, yes. And then you're brought back awake for the asteroid or whatever. But because this is an astronaut training program, are we meant to think that they, even you're training, but they also put you to sleep? Or are, is in the training, we're just experiencing what we're all saying, where we're like, wink, wink, like we're sleeping. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's just okay. simulated. Simulated hypersleep. But what if they simu what if they actually put you into hypersleep? Wow. That was part of the training. I'm just saying. Whoops. I need clarification. <laughs> yeah, what's gonna happen to the stuff I left at the hotel? <laughs> oh god, my food's all gonna rot in the fridge. Oh no. Who's gonna feed the cats? <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, so mission space, we all agree, uh, for the most part, is something that is a must do at Epcot. Mm-hmm. But make sure you feel comfortable with it. Go to the green if you're not feeling so great. Or, you know what? Like Cheryl says, just walk, walk through. through. <laughs> Go take a postcard and send it to your mom via email from Mars. That's right. Oh, I forgot. We didn't even mention that. That's such a cool thing in the post show. Yeah. It's like old school green screen technology. It's amazing. They I don't know email that'll go this. straight to your junk mail. Oh. <laughs> That's right. That's right. It's totally worth it. But... But listen, I I have Mission Space is near and dear to my heart yeah. because it was my first. I got to be a part of something that was just a one of those things that you'll never forget in your life, which was really cool. Um, but yeah, uh, go enjoy it. Remember, as <laughs> as JFK used to say, well, Q Cheryl. We choose to go to the moon in this decade and do the other things. Not because they are easy, but because they are hard. (laughs) Wonderful. (laughs) Guys, thank you so much for listening. Be sure to like us on Instagram. Rate uh, and review. Subscribe, rate and review. We need those five Uh, stars. Say hi on Instagram. Look out for that. And we will see you uh, next week. Bye. Bye.